This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 25th episode of Kiwi and the Bird Book Nerds in Session. I'm Taylor. I'm Kamie. And in this episode, we are going to celebrate our 25th episode by going over the last 12 books we've read. We'll be listing out our favorite reads and characters. Our favorite authors and book covers. And who we'd fuck, marry, and kill. Things might get explicit, so beware. Also, spoiler spoiler alert. alert! Just in case. And now, on to the show. So based on all of the books that we have read so far, how would you rank those from favorite to least favorite? Well, fortunately, we wrote this beforehand. Yeah, because we're prepared. Because <laughs> we're professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite book that we read this year, or so, is Renegades. Ooh. Then it goes The Wrath and the Dawn, Khalid Man. Khalid. He is a man! He's a man. We Were Liars, The Inheritance Games, Six of Crows, Eleanor and Park, Shadow and Bone, Ice Planet Barbarians, The Night Circus, Kingdom of the Wicked, New Moon, Twilight, Serpent and Dove, Eclipse, and then lastly, my least favorite book that we read was Breaking Dawn. The reason why I put Renegades at number one, Renegades was my favorite read of the year, is because one, I love Marissa Meyer. Actually, Renegades was the first Marissa Meyer book I've read. Oh, right. Yeah, right, yeah. But after reading Renegades, I'm like, I'm going to read all of her other books. I freaking love this. And I did. And like you said in the book rec, Marissa Meyer's super consistent. She has such amazing ideas and just such a wonderful, vivid imagination. She takes books in a different direction. And I really enjoyed that. And with Renegades... For it, for me to like it as much as I did, even though we have like superhero culture crazy mania right now, it was just so refreshing. I loved it. Now, what are your favorite books that we've read this year to least favorite? I would go first for Eleanor Park. I freaking love that book. Gives me the feels every time. (laughs) Um, Then The Night Circus. Then We Were Liars, then Renegades, Six of Crows, The Wrath and the Dawn, The Inheritance Games, Ice Planet Barbarians, Shadow and Bone, New Moon, Kingdom of the Wicked, Eclipse, Twilight, Serpent and Dove, and least of all, Breaking Dawn. Um, my number one is Eleanor and Park, which I honestly should have rated higher when we did the episode. Just because, like, I can literally reread this book. And I will feel the same emotions that I did the same the first time that I read it. Like, it just, it gets to me every single time. And it's a book that I constantly want to reread. Like, this is one of the first books that, like, I bought. Just because I, I don't typically buy books. I like to know that I like them before I buy them. And for, for that book, like, that was one that, like, I did without hesitation. Mm-hmm. Also, Park is my favorite. <laughs> You love Park so much. He's just such a soft and gentle boy. 
And he'll take care of you. <laughs> he tries his hardest. And he's affectionate, but he's realistic. And he makes mistakes, but he communicates about them. And I'm going to go on. <laughs> I can't. I can't. He's amazing. I love him. Actually, the best part, though, about both of our lists is the fact that we both put Ice Planet Barbarians in the same spot. We both put Ice Planet Barbarians at eight on our list. Yeah. It just surprised me. Here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing, okay? We we gave it a pretty damn glowing review. Yeah. But it is still eight on our list. It is still eight, but I, that's, okay, that's, I feel like that's high still, but I'm not going to change it because <laughs> that book did what it needed to do. It got the job done. I think we also put We Were Liars at number three, right? Yes, we both put We Were Liars at number three as well. Just a really well-written book. Well-written book, great uh, writing style, great plot twist, sad ending. And it's a sad ending that kind of, like, wrings your emotions out of you. Yeah. And it's terrible, but it's great because a piece of writing is doing that to you, which is amazing, but it's also like it's doing that to you, and it's really sad. It's like that one Harry Potter line that Ron Weasley says when he's like, it'll hurt you. But you'll enjoy it. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> say that. No, he says, oh, like, like, he's, I think they're reading, it's in the movies. They're oh, okay. reading the tea leaves in Trelawney's Oh, class. no, no, no. I, no I yeah, and he's remember. like, you'll be in pain, but you'll be happy about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, that's, that's what We Were Liars is like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like We Were Liars is that one Lana Del Rey song personified. Summertime sadness. Oh. I got the red dress on tonight. And then it's like summertime sadness. No, yeah, 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 that's a good, yeah. I think we put something else at the same place. Let's see, though. Did we? Did we? Was Six it? of Crescent, number five. Oh, interesting. It's the Knej. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the one reason. Knej. <laughs> okay, it's not the only reason. Like, Leigh Bardugo did a good job in the Six of Crows because she made... It's hard, one, to write in six perspectives. Seven, if you count the first guy. Well, no, wait. Six, because Wyland doesn't give perspective. Right, 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 right. Six, right. Um, It's hard enough doing that. And she kept... She actually did a really good job of keeping... Like, you kind of knew which character you were in. Um, she did a heist, which you have to be really smart to, to tell a story about a heist because you have to know, like, all the things that would go wrong, but, like, what you can do to not make them go wrong. Yeah. And also, there's so many mechanical pieces that you have to think of how they go together. And especially when you're creating a place that's impenetrable, like, impossible to steal from, you have to think through a lot of like, how does the guard routes work? How does this, is that, da, da. It stresses me out thinking about <laughs> it. And I mean, Six of Cards is probably Leigh Bardugo's most beloved book. Yeah, I feel like it's the most talked about. Yeah. And I honestly think it's just because she created such an array of characters. Like, I liked all of the characters in Six of Crows. Each for their separate reasons. Like, even if there was one that I didn't like as much, probably Nina. Um, <laughs> I still, like, respected her for, like, her character. Mm-hmm. And it's not often that I do that. It's not often that I actually like all the characters in a book. So I I have to applaud her for that. I think I would have ranked Six of Crows higher 
and I think I say this exact line in book recommendation because I like to repeat myself. Oh, one hundred, yeah. Um, but I just wanted to feel a little bit more emotionally. I feel like everything else was on point, the world, the plot, the characters, but I feel like there needed to be more emotions to, te- to tether all of them together. Like, the crows needed to talk to each other more. They needed to relate to each other more for me because I lack my heist crews to be emotionally entwined. So when someone dies, it's really extra sad and I get hurt. I do agree with that. I do agree. I wish I would have seen more of the dynamics between the crows. I don't know how she would have pulled that off, though, with the heist as intricate as it was. I... I mean, I think one way to do it would just be to, you know how, like, she would flashback mm-hmm. for each character point? I would just have, instead of a flashback, I would just have the character talk to another character about that moment in relation uh, to what's going on. Okay. So, like, okay. Inez and Nina, you know, maybe Inez is like, yeah, I've had to do this before because my family owned a circus. What? Yeah. But then I was taken. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love the voice that you used. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was very, it was very, it was very CW melodramatic voice. What do you mean? They died. They died. They died? <laughs> no. That just means they'll be back season two. Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> 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 so out of all of the worlds that we delved into with these books, how would you rank those? Like favorite to least favorite? Yeah. Okay. Again, we have written this down. I'm not conjuring this out of my mind. That would be very impressive. I, we would spend so much more time. <laughs> We'd be like, what one did we miss? Okay. My favorite book world is Renegades. And I put Renegades first because I feel like it was just a super fun world. But it still felt like it gave me total Metropolis Gotham vibes. And I liked it because it's a world I can imagine really well and really clearly. But also one I feel like I could have some fun in. Whether I'm a superhero or supervillain. I'd be soaring or swinging or I'd, I'd be going crazy in that city. You'd be soaring, flying. Flying. There's a <laughs> star in heaven that you can reach. Then the second world would be the Inheritance Games because I want to go in Hawthorne House slash mansion so bad. I would love to live in that place. I mean, one, not only is it like a gloriously rich, extravagant place of grandia, but also secret passages. And riddles and clues. I love escape rooms. And that just sounds like one really big escape room to me. So count me in. Then my next one would be the Night Circus. Then We Were Liars. Kingdom of the Wicked because I'm Italian. And I feel like it would be an honor to go to Italy. In the 1800s? I'd still appreciate it. Yeah. I'd be like, where are the baguettes? (laughs) That's France. Where's the spaghetti? Then I put The Wrath of the Dawn because I love the way that Renee Adia describes things. I think she brings settings to life and she makes them sound really magical. Then I'd go to Twilight because I like small towns. Used to live in one. Then Serpent and Dove, Shadow and Bone, Eleanor and Park. And then lastly, for my least favorite book world, would be Not Hoth from Ice Planet Barbarians. 
not because it wasn't described well, but because I just wouldn't want to live on an ice planet. No. It just... To have to fight for survival every day, to have to constantly build a fire, to have to navigate alien species, I think I just would pass. How would you poop? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you can't really dig into the ground if it's ice. No, like what would you wipe with? Snow. (laughs) That's so cool! (laughs) But I just would not be down. I mean, if I had to... I could for five days. <laughs> really? <laughs> After that, though, I willingly like lay out in a bank of snow, and just just, just let nature do what it just, does. Just yeah, just let the strong survive. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me, and I acknowledge that. <laughs> um, for me, uh, my number one book world was We Were Liars. Like, I could do without the family, but the family's not a part of this, okay? <laughs> this is just the book world. <laughs> the, the Sinclairs aren't a part of this. But the fact that, like, the setting was on this island, this private island with all these beautiful houses and the beach, and you have your servants and all of that. Your servants? <laughs> I don't want to cook for myself, Taylor, okay? <laughs> I don't want to. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I can barely do it as it is. Okay, so maybe the family, like, a little bit. <laughs> But I could deal with my trauma way better if I had a lot of money, okay? <laughs> I don't, I just, I've always loved the idea of just, like, spending the entire summer with your friends just, like, at the beach and, like, having fun and everything. But, like, that takes, like, quite a bit. Like, that's three months. Yeah, that's quite a stretch of time. It's quite a stretch of time. Yeah. It's also just, like, it's fun. It's, like, I'm just something about summer, you know? Like, summer romances and, like, playing volleyball and, like campfires, all that stuff, okay? I just want it. <laughs> um, my second one was the Inheritance Games, very similar to your reasoning, because I just want to live in a giant-ass mansion that's, like, really luxurious and has an observatory and a solarium and see, secret... I mean, could I figure out all the secret passages? No. <laughs> Would I die after getting stuck in one? Yes. <laughs> but I feel like I could at least figure out one, at least... At least accidentally. And then I would feel so cool. Yeah. It would be great. Also, like, there's a, the, just the swimming pool. Okay? The pool. The library. They have five libraries. They have five libraries and a bowling alley. And a bowling, and like some, like, little arcade place. Yeah. Like, sign me up. Yeah. It's like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. But better. Meets National Treasure. What? <laughs> My national treasure? Because of the White House? Because of the clues. Oh, yeah. Oh! Oh! Okay, okay. I get it now. <laughs> then I'd go to the night circus. Because, I mean, just the circus sounds really fun. Okay? It sounds magical. The aesthetic. The aesthetic is powerful. And she sounds like a good time. Um, then I'd go to Renegades. That world. Uh, then The Wrath of the Dawn. Eleanor and Park, just because I just want to know what it's like to live in the 80s. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't meant for all this technology. Like, there's too much technology for me here. Like, I want to know what it's like to, like, go to the, like, actually go to the bank because you have to go. Because <laughs> you can't do it electronically. Yeah. You have to physically walk in. That it just, and, like, what would happen to you on a way? Little adventures. You don't know. Like, I was, I've been literally, I literally have been in my house for like the past four days without leaving. Okay. 
If I, I, need, had a, I need errands to get me out of my house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but everything is convenient now. Like, what would I, like, I want to know what I'd be like without all the convenience. You want to be purposefully inconvenienced. A little bit, but not so much, That which is, which is why I want to live in the 80s, so I still have, like, electricity and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Indoor plumbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just want to know. Um, after Eleanor Park, I'd go to Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. It's kind of like, they're kind of in the same universe, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Ketterdam, I would get mugged. <laughs> so, not high on my Yeah, list. I'd get pegged as such an easy target. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100. Like, I would, I'd probably die. It's fine. Um, I, after Six of Crows, I did Serpent and Dove. Mostly because, even though it'd be cool to be a witch, I'd also just be, like, really persecuted <laughs> as a woman. And people were, like, really sexist there. And so then, I just, I would not have a good time. There's the constant threat of being burned at a stake, which is not appealing. I mean, aesthetically, is that a good way to die? Yes, we've discussed this. But, like, it's not my top of the list. <laughs> not my vacation spot. <laughs> no. Um, after Serpent and Dove, I do Kingdom of the Wicked. Uh, the After Kingdom of the Wicked is Twilight, and my very last one, as well as Ice Planet Barbarians. I can barely do cold as it is, okay? And again, I'd like to be inconvenienced, but not so inconvenienced that I'm, like, in survival mode. Hmm. I would not survive. Like, you said that you could go five days on not Hoth. I wouldn't be able to do 12 hours, <laughs> Okay. After you have to wipe your butt once with snow, you're done. done. I would literally be like Georgie and going to like the river and be like, oh, this looks fine. And then I'd just be chomped. You know? (laughs) Some giant ass fish would just be like, yum. (laughs) Delish. Based off of the romances that we've seen in the books we've read, what would be your top five favorite romances? Um, my favorite was Eleanor Park. Mm, love that book. It's my number one favorite book. Park was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> like, especially since this one is specifically a contemporary romance. It's just the levels of intimacy that were in it. Like, I've said this so many times. <laughs> I mean, you feel excited about hand-holding. And then sharing what you love with the person. And the phone call. And, oh, I'm getting emotional. <sighs> That's why it's my favorite one. <laughs> um, my second is Inej and Kaz. I loved their dynamic. He Like, this, like, the bantering, but also simping. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, like, Inej, she's just so strong. She's like, yeah, I care about you, but I'm not going to drown for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. <laughs> we love that. I love it so much. And it's also just, like, the tension. Oh, the tension was palpable. <laughs> Um, my third one was Shaz and Khalid, also just because the tension, you know, like, it, it was very enemies to lovers, and it was done well. Yes. I do watch, I appreciate, I, I, oh. I always appreciate good enemies to lovers. But a good one. Good one. <laughs> Tis key. <laughs> That's a keyword. Um, my fourth one is Nova and Adrian. Adrian is just the cutest, okay? Also, it's just the fact, I love the fact that Nova's like the very strong keep your emotions in like I'm not gonna have anything distract me from my goal and like Adrian's kind of like the soft like oh what sandwich should I get her kind of guy <laughs> I loved that dynamic I loved in the oh it was just cute this is really cute 
Um, my last one is Avery and Jameson from the Inheritance Games. Simply because I'm a big believer in two-week flings. <laughs> like, I'm... If we're talking, like, real life, I'd be more into a fling than a relationship. I have issues. We're not going to talk about it. Um, and Avery and Jameson just very much had that vibe. You know, of, yeah, we're attracted to each other, but we're probably not going to be in a relationship, but we should enjoy our time together anyway. Because why not? And I mean, Jameson's this, like, super rich heir with, like, race cars <laughs> and stuff. That would be a really fun fling. And I, I like the energy. I like the chemistry. It's good. They're nice. What about you? What about you, your favorite romances? My favorite romance, my number one was Shazi and Khalid from The Wrath and Dawn. Guys, I love a good enemies to lovers. I'm a simp for it. And I'm not sad to admit it. Also, there's kind of like the I came here to kill you trope, which is also, that's just really good tension building romance. But not, with, with Shazi and Khalid, it's also more than that. Like, I feel like they really registered with each other on a deeper level, where even though I love Khalid, I'd want him to end up with Shazi rather than me. Which I don't say happily, but I also say happily because I think they're wonderful together. I think they're a really good balance for each other. While he's a little bit more silent, Shazi's a little bit more fiery, and so they kind of bring out different aspects in each other. And they're respectful. And I love respect. That probably should have gone first, the respect. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, it comes to you in different times. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> don't don't uh, take these off. It's, it's, it, it, this is thought. <laughs> My second favorite couple is Kazan and Ej because partners in crime. I love good partners in crime. I love when people have been with each other for a long time and so they kind of can pick up on each other's moods based on little details. And I like how Kaz and Inej, even though they shouldn't look out for each other based off of the world they're in, they do. They sacrifice for each other. They're willing to do anything for each other. But then also, they don't betray their characters in doing so. My third favorite couple is Eleanor and Park from Eleanor and Park. Because I felt like, I feel like they're the most realistic romance. Because, not of course, it takes place in, in the 80s. Um, but also their characters weren't perfect and their romance wasn't perfect. And by the romance not being perfect, that's kind of what made it perfect because it's the most tangible love story you can look at. One that you can see and go, wow, I could actually have that if I ever left the house. Yeah. <laughs> if I took the bus, maybe. If I took the bus. Um, and... It's kind of like that first love romance, and it's very sweet and very innocent, and yet unexpectedly passionate at times as well. And so I very much appreciated that. And then my fourth favorite couple was Adrian Nova from Renegades. Adrian is such a sweet person. He's so sweet. and But then he's also a vigilante, so he kind of has like a dangerous aspect to him. And I liked with Nova and Adrian, they're kind of enemies to lovers too but in a different way because it's kind of like deceitful enemies to lovers because Nova's pretending to be on Adrian's side and so there's kind of like that tension of conflict of knowing that he sees her as one person when really she's two and kind of like that it, but it's deception that doesn't go too far it's like secret identities but it doesn't 
it doesn't feel hurtful like because sometimes deceit stories are hurtful and it and I get sad when I read them. But I love Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final favorite couple. It is very similar to yours, but one aspect is different. <laughs> I would choose Avery and Grayson rather than Avery and Jason, Jameson. I liked Grayson a little bit more uh, because Grayson is kind of like the studious, analytical, kind of high horse, kind of like a better way of saying snooty. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's prestigious. He's He's used to having responsibility. He's willing to take on responsibility. He's willing to kind of be the face and forefront of things. And I liked meeting him. I liked seeing him. And I liked his flaws and what he brought to the table. And as for why I chose Grayson and not Jameson, I feel like I personally like romances that feel a little bit more long-term. And I think... Grayson's kind of more of like a commitment person and I kind of like that aspect better. The Jameson, I'm like, you're kind of tantalizing me, <laughs> but I won't fall for it. <laughs> now, out of all of the books we've read, what are your top three favorite author writing styles? Number one on my list is The Night Circus. Because the way that Aaron Morgenstern wrote The Night Circus is so distinct and it's so unique. And the way that she wrote it made it, like, I think we said this in the actual discussion. I think you said it, actually. But she made the setting as if it was a character itself. And since the setting was so important to the story, just, like, the way that she brought it out was amazing. Like, it was just so magical. And you felt that. And I think that's why... So many people love the Night Circus. And again, like, I'm just, I really like unique writing styles. Like, I, I like being able to pick them out. Um, my second one was We Were Liars. Because it was just written so intelligently. Like I said, it, it took me, like, two or three reads to fully, like, comprehend, like, all the small details and how we all came together. But it's just, it's such a satisfying book. Like, you have all these parts and they all come together in a way and just the way that E. Lockhart wrote it was just emotional. It was, like, staggering with, like, which is very much in touch with, like, the mentality that, that Cadence was in. Like, the book was just written in a very witty, very intelligent, very smooth way. Um, my last one is Eleanor and Park because the way she wrote it, she didn't go, like, super into details. She wrote it in a bit more concise way than I would have expected, but she did so in a manner that you you still felt what you needed to feel, but she also just, like, it it, it, it felt like such a big book when it wasn't, because so much happened, um, and just, it's just a book that makes you feel. You feel for the characters, and even for the parts that aren't romantic with Eleanor and her home life and Park and his kind of like identity crisis, you just really feel for the characters and like you, I'm pretty sure this is what you said. I almost just go based off of you. You said, (laughs) you said in the discussion that you don't think that any other author other than Rainbow Rowell could have written the book in the way that it was and still have the same impact that it did, which I completely agree with. So what were yours? 
My favorite author's writing style was, my number one was E. Lockhart in We Were Liars, because like you said, a lot, she, she was able to convey a lot of emotional impact in a way that was different than anything else that, that I've read. And I felt like she had a really cool and interesting, very thriller-esque blend of literal and not literal. Or sometimes, much like the main character herself, you doubt what's being told to you. And you doubt what you're seeing. And I think E. Lockhart did a really good job of conveying the scenery where you very much do get this summertime sadness, these, these bright and happy vibes that are antithesis with, I don't think, I don't think you can put antithesis as a password, but I'm going to do it anyway, with the sadness at the end and the plot twist and the heartbreak. And I think to do that in the way that she did, in a way that was also a building mystery, super clever, super impactful. My second favorite author's writing style is Renee Adia, because I feel like her voice really registered with me. I think there's some author writing styles like that you kind of instantly vibe with. And I did very much with Renee's writing style. I feel like she has a really good way of describing scenery and she, she feels and sounds really smart when she writes. Like you can tell a lot of research and a lot of time and a lot of the cultural, the culture of the setting went into the setting. Uh, and like the dedication to food as well. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I love every time I read one of her food descriptions, I'm always like, I, I want some, please. <laughs> and then my third favorite author's writing style is Marissa Meyer for reasons we've stated quite a few times before. She's super consistent, super imaginative, and... She tells these super creative ideas in a way that makes sense is uh, makes sense is concise, but it's also super fun. Like you really get into the world, it, the world feels really applicable, and you have a great time throughout the dur duration of her stories. And I really feel a lot of enjoyment when I read Marissa Meyer. Therefore, she's number three. So, if I had to stir into a pot, a select combination of characters to create Kami, who would I need to put in, according to you, and then according to me? The combo characters that I think I am. I think I'm a combination of Lou from Serpent and Dove, Nova from Renegades, and Kaz Brecker from Six of Crows. Let me just explain a little bit. <laughs> I think I'm sassy like Lou. Like, she very much has, like, defiance in her <laughs> and is just, like, really sassy. Um, I related quite a bit. Um, with Nova, um, she was just very, very stubborn. And I feel like I can be, too. <laughs> that's very much a thing of mine. So that's, that's why I picked Nova. And for Kaz, I picked him simply because of his pettiness. I feel like that is a level of pity, a petty... <laughs> that I should not have, but I do. And, yeah. Alright, the characters that I think would be you, like if I had to stir you into a pot of fictional characters, I would add the sweetness of Park, Aww. the smarts of Kaz, nah. the adventure sense of Jameson, 
and I cheated and I added a fourth ingredient. <gasps> a dash of the confidence and delightfulness of Lou. And more than a dash, it'd be like, like the whole container. Okay. And then a little, like, how many containers there are? All of them. <laughs> Just like, all. <laughs> what combo characters do you think you are? I think I am the humor of Jesper from Six of Crows. The height of Vectal from <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> you are tall. And the clumsiness of Bella Swan from Twilight. Oh, no, I don't necessarily agree. <laughs> I the, the characters that I have chosen for Taylor was a combination. Um, I think you have the quiet pulling together of people. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Quality that Inej has. Like, everyone just likes Inej. <laughs> she's kind of like she's a little bit more on the quiet side which I think is what you are I think you have the humor of Jalal and Jesper Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you have the competitiveness of Nova like it's just it's 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 a small it's a small part like like if I were to like put all if I were to show this to someone of like how much of these things you are mm-hmm. it would just be like a little bit of competitiveness a pinch of competitiveness but i had to add it because once you see it you can't unsee it <laughs> <laughs> it scars you that much and it just sticks it's so powerful like taste competitiveness does not come out very often it really doesn't but it's strong <laughs> it's very very strong it's unexpected it's very strong because I, I really like it about her <laughs> I also cheated and I put in the fourth one for you. And I also put in the lovableness of Billy Black. Kami, no. Yes. <laughs> no, that's impossible. <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> but yeah, that's too kind. kind. It's for you. Really, I'm the loserness of an alpaca. Alpacas aren't losers, though. They're freaking adorable. I did feel bad once I said it. I was like, you know what? They're actually pretty great. They're really cute. Now, out of all the books that we've read, and I'm only letting you choose five, who are your five favorite characters? Luckily, I did have time to think about this beforehand. Because we wrote these uh, answers down a little bit ago. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's fine. Um, so for characters, my top five favorite characters out of all the books that we read. Number one on my list is Inej. Um, Inej is just like the coolest person. Okay? It's like, I also just loved that she's a character I haven't seen before. Because she's a very pious person. She very much believes in her saints and her deities. And she's definitely more of a quiet person, but she's also very deadly, right? She's like, she's the wraith. And so she has like that side. Like, not necessarily that she wants to, but she has the capabilities to. SPD. <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. If there's an acronym, you gotta use it. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Um, but I also like that she had ambitions. You know, she had an ambition in the story that, like, kept her going. Um, she had, like, her the entirety of, like, her backstory where she came from. Like, everything just came together really, really well. And there was never a time where, like, I doubted her character or the consistency of her character. I always just liked Inej. She was very much... She's very much, like, that quiet... The quiet type, which is... 
I don't, it's hard to make like the quiet type person stand out so much. True. And that's what I, that's what I loved about it. Um, second on my list is Park. I think I've gone into much detail about him beforehand. So we're just going to leave it at, I freaking love that man. <laughs> Third is Nova. Um, I just really liked her as a protagonist. I really liked how driven and focused she was. And how even though she had like feelings for agents, she was like, mm, no, bottling that up. And I was like, relate. <laughs> uh, fourth on my list was Gat. Just because I feel so much for him. <laughs> Like, he wasn't very, he wasn't really in, well, okay, spoilers, okay? <laughs> spoilers. He wasn't really in We Were Liars. It was mostly just, the, it was just the delusion of Gat. Yeah. And, but just, like, the fact that, like, his character in particular made me feel so much, I was like, that, he's gotta go on the list. He's got to go on the list. He's got to go on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and fifth on my list is Matthias. Also from Six of Crows. Just because I loved his character of, you know, kind of being raised in a society where essentially they're wizard racists. <laughs> I got that from Pinterest, okay? That's not me. <laughs> but basically he was kind of raised in a society where he, they do not like a certain group of people. And it's just, I just really liked seeing him and like knowing that he's a good hearted person. And, like, seeing him as a person and having those beliefs and figuring out that maybe his beliefs are wrong. And just, like, seeing what he went through with that combined with his origin story and, like, what he went through in Ketter. Like, all of that. I just, I love the way it came together. He was just a really great character. What about you? I also chose the same number one. My favorite character out of all the books we've read is Anish. Because... I feel like Inej is, one, just a really cool and interesting person. Like, she's someone that resonates with you. She's someone that you relate with, even if you haven't had the same experiences. And I also think she served the story really well. She was a really good female protagonist. She had an active role. You couldn't just take her out of the story and things would be unchanged. She was pivotal to what Six of Crows was and could be. She was just fundamental to its identity. So I really appreciate that because I feel like, I feel like she just was a really powerful female female protagonist and I respect her. And if she killed me, I'd be frankly honored. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my goodness, you're going to kill me. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Thanks. And the last day of my life. Can you kill me with them? That one of your saint ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one named Sancta Alina. Do that one, because that one's fun. It's has <laughs> <laughs> a history. <laughs> then my second favorite character was Nova. And I like to call her female Batman because she has the gadgets and gizmos of Batman. But she also stands out on her own. And I like that she is super smart and super crafty and kind of like a scrappy villain because it's not like she has the most high-tech stuff she kind of is she's the street smart villain and I really like to see her role and I really like to see what she wanted to do how she wanted to get revenge on the city that took from her loved her also cool name 
No, it was a cool name. And also, cool superhero, supervillain, renegades, anarchist, alias. Because she was both Nightmare and Insomnia, and I thought those were both cool. Then my third favorite character, I mean, I feel like I couldn't not put Kaz Brecker on the list. I mean, the name, the way, like, his image, his sass, his one-liners, his brutality, his ruthlessness. This guy is really a terrible person, and yet I'd go to bats for him. Like, <laughs> I would defend this man, and I just thought that he was the perfect gritty grunge gang guy. But also not in a way that felt cliche. But he's also kind of a simp. He is a simp! He is a simp. And I love that about him as well. Then my fourth favorite character was Khalid from The Wrath of the Dawn. Um, and not only because I think he's a very attractive man, though that is a very large contributing factor, but because he's kind of the epitome of a type of love interest I really like and a, like a, a king that I like because I like certain roles. He's kind of the strategist, smart, loyal, and protective king slash ruler. He really wants to look out for his people. He really wants to do good in the world and he does it in a smart way. Like he's super thoughtful. He thinks a lot. He's more quiet. He's just... He's someone who thinks before he speaks. And I really liked the emotional depth that he had in the story. I felt like every time he came in on a page, I could just feel his presence. And was he also sexy? Yes, he was. He is a man. But overall, I just really appreciated uh, just who he was. And then my fifth favorite character was Gat from We Were Liars. Because... (laughs) I mean, like you said, even though Gat wasn't really in story, he had, like, as one could say, limited screen time, and yet he made me feel so much. And so I think it's really impressive for a character to not be on, to not really be there, and yet they affect me the most. And that's what Gat did. And and what I realized, because I guess the plot twist, and what I I was like, oh no, I hope I'm wrong <laughs> because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go through it. I didn't want to read it happen, but I did and I suffered and I don't think I'll be able to reread this book for a long time. Not because it's bad. It's actually really good. It's a very good book. We both ranked it number three, um, but because it is sad and I felt like Gat was one of the major reasons why it was sad. Oh my gosh, saying goodbye to Gat, I was like... Ow. Yeah, it, I felt it, and I think I was reading in public, and I started tearing up, and I was like, not now. But where? Not now. I think I was in my mom's room, but her and Ken were in there, and I was like... <laughs> I was like, no! I was like, don't look at me! <laughs> now, out of all of the books that we've read, what happened? your top five, only five, book covers? So this has nothing to do with how much I liked the book. Nothing. It's just the book cover. You're I'm, literally judging the book by its cover. I was literally going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Simply based on how much I liked the cover. My first one is Serpent and Dove. It was a beautiful cover. Yeah. Like, 
I'm looking at it right now. Like, the font with, like, the gold and the black and, like, the slightly raised snake and just, like, the sprinkle. Like, just everything just came together. It's just a really pretty color. <laughs> um, my second one is the Night Circus. Because I really liked the black and white and, like, the little bit of red. Because I think that really... It, the cover very much explains the setting. Like, you really feel it. And it's just, it's just a pretty cover. Yeah. Um, my third one is the Inheritance Games. Because, again, it's just the font. Like, all the, like, the little things. Like, the little, the, the shine. Like, it's just pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fourth one is Renegades. Because I liked this. I liked that it very much had, like, a sci-fi feel to it. Very futuristic. But also, like, you still get, like superhero just based on like the silver blue and the black and like the tiny bit of red right it's just i mean look at it it's just the the like the skyscraper with like the vigilante and with like no ah is and the font like a font is important when making a book cover. a font is key it's like it makes or breaks it. Yeah, yeah it really does and my last one is we were liars it's not the prettiest cover but you can't read that book and then look at the cover and not feel anything. Yeah. Like, I look at that cover and I'm like, oh, I just remember all the emotions that I just, that I just felt, which is, which I've never felt with the cover. Like, I've never, like, looked at a cover and been like, oh yeah, this is a pivotal part of the book. But, like, you really, I don't, I don't think I could imagine another cover for We Were Liars. I really couldn't. So yeah, that's my last one. What about, what about you? My number one favorite cover is the same as yours, guys. Serpent and Dove. That <laughs> I I love that book cover so much. The black and gold. I love gold. The the snake being the and. Oh yeah. I mean the the cool like little blackened details in the background. Like it has texture, has light, has interest. I like how when you touch it, you kind of get like the matte, and then like you said, the raised of the snake. It is beautiful. Every time I see a picture of that book, every time I see the book, it still takes my breath away. Like, the way it was done is so amazing and just so visually appealing. Also, I feel like the font is unique because I feel like fantasy books kind of all have the same font. But Sermon and Dove, it, it's kind of like modern, but you still kind of get that kind of like, kind of almost like folkloric feel from it. I really love it. All of the elements in, are, are so good. Like, you could never change that cover. Please do not ever change that cover. It is so good. I don't think anyone understands how much I love the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my second, I'm going to see if I can speak, favorite book cover is Renegades. Because, like you said, it has that super fun, futuristic sense. But I think it has a really cool retro feeling too because it's the blue and the red like it's super like it feels futuristic but then it also has that kind of like aged quality and but it still feels really modern and it stands out too and it's just and like a, the silhouettes of Adrian and Nova on it the font the way that the city is highlighted like when you look at the cover renegades and then you read the book the way that the city matches the book cover is amazing so good gives me chills love the color comp it's guys that that book cover is renegades is really pretty <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm properly conveying this gorgeous book cover my third favorite book cover is six of crows because 
one, I love that it has a crow on it and that the crow's wing, that as it feathers out, that there's buildings that peek up into the feathers. Oh. Have <laughs> <laughs> you never seen that before? Oh, I think it's one of the coolest aspects that like there's these towers that are acting as the absent feathers to the actual wing of the raven. Sorry, of the crow. Apologies. Uh, I think the cover is just a standout. Like you see Six of Crows and that's just an iconic cover. The font is cool too because the font has a Russian feel with, cause like the way that the letters swirl remind me of Russian architecture, like the certain roofs that they have there. And the way that just comes together, the black, the white, the gray tones with a little bit of red, mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. I display it on my shelf. <laughs> All of these books, by the way, are on a shelf in Taylor's room, displayed. Yep, they are facing out. <laughs> we are looking at them right now. <laughs> and then my fourth favorite book cover is The Inheritance Games. And The Inheritance Games, in terms of like how it's composed, I feel is similar to Serpent and Dove. I feel like Serpent and Dove kind of started a trend of having words interspersed amongst objects and inheritance games is like that because you kind of have like the little clues that are mentioned in the story wrapped into the cover and I think I also like that it's a green book I feel like we don't often get a lot of green books and I it's one that I'm glad to add to my shelf I think it's a wonderful book cover and then my last favorite book cover for the same reasons as Kami said is we were liars because even though maybe in comparison to the other books in the YA genre, maybe it's not like the most stand out, it has a different significance after you read it. And it makes you sad, but also makes you, I feel like you feel summertime when you look at that cover. Yeah. It's like a very summertime photo. Very summertime sad. Like you really hit the nail <laughs> on that one. Like it's very summertime sadness on a Del Rey. <laughs> Stream that right now. <laughs> like, like listen to that song while you read the book and it's going to be like the whole, a whole experience. Yeah. So with reading books and knowing the characters and all that, I feel like you kind of pick out your favorites, especially in terms of romantic interests. Mm -hmm. So in terms of book boyfriends... How would you rank the characters in the books we've read? So, like, one would be who I'd want to be my boyfriend the most? Yes. Okay. We we only let ourselves pick ten. It was actually kind of hard. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> my first pick would be Khalid. Guys, Khalid, I'd want him to be my boyfriend so bad. And I know earlier I said that I'd want Khalid to end up with Shazi, and I still want that but I'd also love for him to be with me <laughs> because again he's just like the super silent stoic I think stoic is the word I think I really just like stoicness he's... I think you like silent I think you like silent auras but commanding auras yeah yeah just that combo that combo is it for me and Khalid is that and he he has a lot of debt debt <laughs> and so I would be more than delighted to have him be my boyfriend. Book boyfriend, book husband. We'll see where it goes. We'll throw it out there. 
Then my second pick would be Wrath from Kingdom of the Wicked. Guys, Wrath, Wrath is hot. He is a demon. He is sinful. He is named after anger. He, but he's kind of like silent anger. He's brimming with emotions. He is mysterious. He is some someone you want to figure out. And if he kisses you, you're not going to resist. <laughs> <laughs> and then my third boyfriend would be Grayson. Uh, for similar reasons, you'll notice that my top three are kind of like the same person. <laughs> You have, have a type. You have a type. I have a type. Okay, I have a book type. Uh, with just slight variations. My fourth pick would be Kaz. Um, I'd love for Kaz to be my boyfriend, um, but I don't think he would be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think Kaz would simp for me the way that he simps for Anish. Like, it's... He, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd want him, but he'd be like, we're just gangster buds. And not even that. So, <laughs> then my fifth pick would be Jalal Al Khuri from The Wrath and the Dawn. He is funny and yet loyal, and I really like loyal types as well. I'm very predictable. I feel like <laughs> these probably aren't much of a surprise to anyone. <laughs> then my sixth pick would be Park. He is such a sweet guy. He is realistic. He's precious. He tries his best. My seventh pick would be Matthias. Uh, from Six of Crows. That he... one surprised me. Oh, did it? You... It did. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I was like, I didn't realize he made your list. <laughs> uh, is because he's loyal and yet he's willing to be open-minded and he's real, he's willing to realize change within himself. And I feel like he would be a really st- steady companion to have at my side. My eighth pick would be Adrian for similar reasons to Park. He is very sweet. He's a good soul, guys. But I can't corrupt him. <laughs> not. My ninth pick would be the Darkling, guys. I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. But the Darkling is hot. He's really hot. And is he a good person? No. But also, would he protect me and light a world on fire for me? He would. So I have to take that into consideration. <laughs> And then my 10th pick would be Jameson from The Inheritance Games because I like that Jameson is ambitious. I do like ambition. I think ambition is really attractive. The fact that someone really wants something, that they hunger for it, that they have a drive, that sometimes, like, I just like, it's kind of like a hard edge attribute where it's just a little, little jagged edge that makes that person interesting to me. And Jameson has that. And he has money as well, so, you know. (laughs) Financial stability is very attractive. (laughs) What about you, though? What would be your top ten book boyfriends? I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by my number one. (laughs) I talk about him all the time. It's Park from Eleanor Park. (laughs) I cannot... I've tried to fully express myself of how much I love this character, okay? He's... Okay, I have a... So, Tay has her type, okay? Very... Silent, commanding, tall, broad-shouldered, great back. Can we just you <laughs> describing this? <laughs> yep, that, those are all correct. Uh, she has that type, but my type is a bit more soft boy, very gentle, very romantic. 
types. Like, I, 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 I love, I simp for them. <laughs> I 100% do. And Park is, like, the epitome of that. I also just liked the way that he was just, like, so forthcoming with his emotions and he didn't want to hide. Well, he kind of did. But to Eleanor, like, he didn't want to hide his emotions to Eleanor. And, yeah, he made mistakes, but, like, he communicated about them and he wanted to make up for them. And I was like, yes! <laughs> also, it was low-key hot when he kicked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> violence is never the answer, but also kind of hot. <laughs> yes, I don't condone violence, but it was very attractive. I can't lie. Also, he just has, I feel like he just has a good family, you know? Mm. Like, when you date someone, you kind of, like, date their family in a way. Yeah. Because, like, they're in your life. And I feel like he has a good one. So it's like, oh. Plus, <laughs> marriage. <laughs> My second one is Adrian, which is, again, not a surprise. I have a type. He's also just the soft boy. One, K. He has glasses. A little bit nerdy. I love it. He's just, it's just like, he's just very sweet with Nova. He's like, yeah, let me show you around. And yeah, let me get you sandwiches at three in the morning because I know that you're working late, even though you don't sleep. But I mean, that has to be tiring. And I'm like, you're so sweet. I love you. <laughs> Just all, it's the little things for me, guys. It's the little things. But again, like, he has, like, he has, like, that side to him. Like, he's the vigilante. He has a, like, ooh, hardness. (laughs) (laughs) But he's not all soft boy. Mm -hmm. Right? He's he's a good balance. Um, my third one is Jameson. Technically not a boyfriend. Because again, the fling. He would be literally Jameson... (laughs) Hawthorne is the perfect fling. Like, just two weeks of doing crazy things, probably a lot of makeout sessions, <laughs> figuring things out in a house with, like, sexual tension. Yes. <laughs> okay. Amen. He also just sounds really attractive with, like, also, he, it, it just sounds, from the way that um, Jennifer Barnes wrote it, it just seems like he has a really good gaze. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I see it. But, yeah. like, kind of a dangerous one. Yes. Like, one that kind of magnetizes you, even though you're like, ooh, I shouldn't. But you're like, whoa. whoa. It'd be yeah. great for the sexual attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yes. Plus. <laughs> Fourth on my list is Khalid. Because while Taylor's type isn't, like, my number one, like, I see the appeal. <laughs> okay? I'm willing to dabble. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was sexy. I can't deny it. Okay? He's also king. Not a bad, you know, it's all bad. You know, you set yourself up. <laughs> Fifth on my list is Wrath. Same reasons as Khalid. I also just like that he was, it's the silent part. It's the silent, but commanding. Like, it's very attractive. Also, mm-hmm. it just it sounds like he has a really great back, which Taylor has taught me to appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sixth on my list is Grayson. Because... He does have, he's very much that type character that's, like, he's in control of everything in his life. Um, but he has that, like, little sensitive side. But I also, like, he's the type of character I want his to see him lose control a little bit. And, like, that, I don't, that's very attractive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? He probably would be a good long-term boyfriend, I suppose. <laughs> if I have to. If I have to. Um, seventh on my list is the Darkling. Which, yeah, should I like him? No. But guess what? Villains are interesting. They make the, like, they make their character so complex. And it's like, yeah, he might not be the best of people. But guess what? Neither is Kaz. True. (laughs) (laughs) 
Khalid has done things. Yeah. Okay. The Darkling just has this aura to him. Okay. <laughs> He's very. I have to respond to that. <laughs> He's also very ambitious. Yes. <laughs> World domination. <laughs> Eighth on my list is Kaz. Because I love that character who's like very hardcore, very hard, like edgy, like street, like I was raised on the streets kind of character. But like the fact that he spent so much time with Inej and like slowly started to fall for her without realizing it. And the fact that he's just such a huge sin for her. Like I would love to be like the object that he simps for. But I don't think I would be, which is why he's so low on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that's kind of the same for us. It's not that we don't like Kaz, but we think Kaz wouldn't like us. (laughs) (laughs) Like, his his love is, like, so specific to Inej that I can't imagine it being for anyone else. Yeah. Also, I mean, was it low-key? Is is his ruthlessness, like, a little hot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ninth on my list is Gat. Oh, God. Yeah. I just, I really love the idea of a summertime romance. I've always loved that idea. Again, is it a little bit flingish? Yes. <laughs> but just, like, with, like, the roses and, like, they're riding on each other's hands and sitting underneath a tree in the summer. Like, that's adorable. You know, like, he talked, I love that he talked about himself and, like, what he wanted to do and how they talked under the stars in the sky. and It's just very romantic. That would be a good boyfriend. <laughs> and last on my list is Jalal. Because even though I liked him, like, I didn't really see him as boyfriend material. Mm. Like, I do like that he's funny and he's loyal, but I don't know. It's just like, I mean, he's attractive too, but I'm not like super attracted to him, mm-hmm. you know? But I can see it. <laughs> I, I'd let my mind wander. Yeah. <laughs> And now, on to our fuck, marry, or kill portion of the 25th special episode, which, kind of in its name, we're just gonna say, out of this pool of characters, who we'd fuck, marry, and kill. We have a little generator app here. Yes, we do. It's gonna pick three names for us, and Kami and I have to decide who we'd let into our embraces and who we'd put into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah. Okay, so first up, we have Johnny from We Were Liars, the Darkling from Shadow and Bone, and Jameson from The Inheritance Games. So, Taylor, out of these three, who would you fuck, marry, and kill? Oh. I'd kill Johnny. Ouch. But in terms of fucking Mary, you know, at first, my first instinct was like, fuck the Darkling, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... But I don't know if Jameson would take care of me in the long term. True. He's kind of like a fleeing guy. So I would fuck Jameson and I'd marry the Darkling. Oh. Because I feel like we could rule evilly and eternally. Like there's no question of goodness within me. <laughs> I'm going to rule evilly. <laughs> what about you though? I would kill Johnny. Sorry, bro. Um, I'd actually marry Jameson and fuck the Darkling. Just because, like, if things didn't work out with Jameson, then, like, that alimony check. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's like, because, you know, fuck is temporary. Marriage is forever. And you can fuck the person you marry forever. So I'm like, who would I want to get down and dirty with for the rest of my life? I want to go to the dark side 
Or they have dark leans. So I feel like the, with the dark lean, like, he's a little too much for me. So it's just, like, one time. One time. <laughs> Divorce me. <laughs> like, Jameson, like, commitment's not my thing. But, like, it's not his either, so it would work out. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a two-week thing. It'd be, you guys would get married in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Next three. Lou from Serpent and Dove. Khalid from The Wrath of the Dawn. And Alina from Shadow and Bone. Let me tell you, I already know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm marrying the fuck out of Khalid, man. I really want to be vowed to die for eternity. Uh, and then, ooh, Lou or Alina. Okay, I feel like Lou is a little too frisky in bed for me. Seriously. So I'd probably kill Lou and I'd fuck Alina. Oh, 100. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I'd be like, summon the sun in me. Like, Lou's known for biting and I'm just not into that. Yeah, I... I, I'd, I'd prefer my ear to stay intact. Yeah. Also, Khalid's freaking hot and I'd be like a queen. Yeah, yeah. That's like a dual thing. You have a hot king and you yourself are a queen. Yeah. I mean, does he kill people? I, I guess, but like, who doesn't? He was cursed, okay? <laughs> he was cursed. <laughs> the next three. Alice from Twilight. Edward from Twilight. Or Mirren from We Were Liars. Okay. I would, uh, oh, I would marry Edward. Ooh. And I'd fuck Alice. And this is the reason. I feel like if I married Alice, she'd be able to predict the end of every argument. Mm. So I'd be like, well, but you keep leaving your socks everywhere. And she's like, you know what? I know how this is going to end. I'm like, well, you can't just see the future you have to move your socks. She's like, I'm not going to move my socks. I'm like, well, maybe you should. She's like, but I can see the future. I can tell you I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd and, be annoying, yeah. And I'd only want to fuck her once because, again, she'd see the future in my every action. Yeah. And she'd be like, you're too predictable. I'm like, well, you can literally see the future. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would kill Mirren. Nothing personal. It's just there's two vampires in the bed. I feel like I have to commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> I would marry Mirren. Oh! Kill Edward. And fuck Alice. Because I feel like Mirren, she's very sweet, you know? I feel like, I feel like we'd have a, a good relationship. You know, she's very, like, giving and, like, I'd be very giving. It's just, it, it'd be a good one. Alice, same thing with you. I just... Mm, you can see the future. Not great. <laughs> I would kill Edward. Do you need a reason? <laughs> Hundred-year-old virgin, hun. Hundred-year-old virgin. Not happening. I don't care if Bella says that she, he rocked her world. Not happening. I mean, can she really say that when she got pregnant after the first night? Oh my gosh. Also, yeah. Can you imagine that? Well, and also, when you know that you're about to become a vampire with someone and you're going to live with them for eternally, for eternity... Are you really going to call them bad in bed? <laughs> you know? True. Like, True. Not the play. Not the play. True. The, the next choice is Nina from Six of Crows, Vectal from Ice Planet Barbarians, or Adrian from Renegades. I already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what you're going to do, too. <laughs> okay, I'd marry Adrian. This is probably where I'll differ from you. I'd fuck Vectal. And I would kill Nina. 
reasons. Uh, I mean, just from reading Ice Planet Barbarians, I know that Bechdel clearly knows his way in bed. And I know he'll take care of me and he'll keep me warm. And even if we can't speak the same language, we'll speak the language of love. <laughs> uh, as for Adrian, Adrian is just such a sweet guy. I feel like actually Adrian's kind of the optimal guy to marry because he's so sweet and kind and caring. He has that sexy side. Oh my gosh, he absolutely does. Where he's a secret vigilante and also I'm like, hey, hey, Sentinel, do you want to protect my cities tonight? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to patrol my streets tonight? As for Nina, I don't feel like Nina and I would be compatible. Hmm. Not for any particular reason, but I just don't think I'm her type. I see it. Okay. Okay. I actually agree with you. Oh, because I thought you would hate Vectal so much Here's three toes. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Let me let me explain this. Mary Adrian, obviously, because one that whole thing with him being sweet but sexy but also I would just be marrying into a good family like he has two dads who are like really loving and They're I'd have so like sweet. two father-in-laws yeah. that are like great cutest father-in-laws ever and like I'd get like a little like brother-in-law too and then he's like adorable right it's optimal ideal situation um I would fuck Vectal but I would make him wear shoes the whole time <laughs> You're like, hey, buddy, this isn't going to fucking happen unless you put on your fucking shoes. <laughs> yeah. That is the only reason why. Because, I'd, and I'd kill Nina just because I didn't love her, honestly. I think it's the same thing. I just wouldn't be compatible. Like, I feel like we would just fight the whole time. And it, that, no. And not fighting in a way that's, like, cutesy. You know, like, oh, that's their thing. They fight. More like, holy shit, I'm going to stop your heart <laughs> if you say one more fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, if K, let's say that Vectal wouldn't have shoes on. Yeah, I would fuck Nina. <laughs> but Vectal did have shoes on to hide those three toes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ooh, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Oh, no. I don't like it when they're hard. I like it when they're easy. That's what she said. <laughs> I kind of know what you're going to do with this one, though. Oh. These are repeats, but I like the group, so we're going to keep it. Okay. Khalid from Wrath and the Dawn, Kaz from Six of Crows, and Adrian from Renegades. Oh my god! I know this is so hard. Okay, okay, this is really tough. <laughs> oh, okay. I would marry Khalid, guys. I cannot resist that man. That man is hot. He he's a king, but he's good and he's honorable, and he's silent, but he's powerful. Like that man is a man. Is he daddy? He is a daddy. <laughs> I would fuck Adrian, and I'd feel bad about it because I <laughs> because I feel like Adrian's someone who needs commitment. Like he likes, he wants a relationship to last, and so I feel bad just to fuck him because I feel like it hurt his heart. Uh, and then I'd kill Kaz, not because he isn't hot. I mean, he's hot. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like he'd kill me. <laughs> first those are solid reasons i would marry adrian again father-in-laws he's hot it's a good deal i would fuck khalid because again like he's hot but like 
the daddy energy is only like a one-time thing for me. <laughs> you can't handle a long-term daddy energy? Oh, no. Absolutely not. I would get so annoyed. And I would kill Kaz. Because I feel like if I touched him or tried to, again, I would suffer. <laughs> or would Kaz show you why his name is Dirty Hands? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He'd kill no, you. He'd he would slit kill your throat. You. Yeah. I feel like we already did this one, but it's fine. Um, we have Carlisle. Okay. From Twilight. Avery from the Inheritance Games. And Grayson from the Inheritance Games. Ooh. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. I would marry Grayson because I like him and I think he's well-spoken and very, like, he has that commanding presence, but it's not, it's subtle. You know, he kind of walks into a room and he kind of takes your gaze. I would fuck Carlisle. Because I want to see what that doctor's got in his bag, you know? <laughs> What's with his stethoscope? Let's, <laughs> let's check this out. Uh, I need a physical exam. <laughs> and then I would kill Avery. Like, like I said, not for, like I've said before, not for any particular reason. But just because Carlisle and Grayson stand so much on their own that they kind of captured my attention first. I'd actually go opposite. Ooh. I would marry Carlisle. Because mm. that man's going to take care of me. He is loyal he across is so centuries. loyal. He is so gentle. He was honestly, okay, if Billy Black wasn't in Twilight, Carlisle would have been the MVP. True. True. 100%. I would fuck Grayson because he's hot. And there's also <laughs> just like... He does have that subtle commanding presence, but it's also like he tries so hard to be in control, and I want to see him lose control for a night. With you. Yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. And I'd kill Avery just because she's the last one. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's not a specific reason, but I just happen to be a little more interested in fucking the other two. <laughs> just like a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> we have Adrian from the Renegades. I feel like he's coming up a lot, but I like him a lot. Um, Wrath. From Kingdom of the Wicked and Tariq from Wrath of the Dawn. Oh my goodness. Oh, this I is I actually hard. know what I'm going to do. Okay, you go first then. Okay, I would marry Adrian because I'm probably always marry Adrian. Makes sense. Given the options. I would fuck Wrath because he's, freak- he's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, like, again, silent, commanding, but it's also like a little bit calculating and, you know, he's like keeping something and I want to know what it is. And I'd kill Treek, not because I don't like him, but because he's a little clingy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a tough time over here between two. I would also kill Tariq, not for any reason, but I'm just a little more attracted to the other two. I feel bad if I just, if I just fucked Adrian. Like, he's so sweet. I just, I don't, I think he'd get sad, but I also can't. (laughs) I can't marry him just for that reason alone. And the thing is, I know Wrath would be a good fuck. Like, there's no doubt. No doubt. That man is a, also a man. <laughs> He's a demon man. He's a demon daddy. But would he take care of me in the long term? We don't know. I mean, he's a kind of like a trickster demon. He's a prince of hell. What did he do to become that? Could I put? Could I live with that, knowing that I married a sin? Yes. Yeah. I, I Therefore, think you I could. would marry Rath, <laughs> and I'd fuck Adrian. <laughs> yes, I could. 
Oh, okay. Next three. Let's do Khalid, Wrath, and Grayson. Can we don't do this? Kill. Don't do this Talk to me. I, I don't do it. It's so evil. I'd marry Khalid. Ooh. That man is a man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a king in bed and outside of the bed. I feel like Khalid is a bit more emotionally in tuned than Wrath. I feel like Khalid's a bit more in control. And I feel like with Khalid, he cares for his country, but he'd also care about me. Yeah. As for Wrath, I'd fuck Wrath. I think no matter what, in some way I'd choose to fuck Wrath. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wrath is just really sexy. <laughs> Like, he, he just fits that type I have. I, to me, Khalid and Wrath are kind of similar, where they are kind of the silent, brooding, mysterious, powerful type. Uh, but the only reason why I'd fuck Wrath instead of marry him is because I feel like I have more of a grasp of Khalid's humanity than Wrath's. I think Wrath is so demonic mm-hmm. that... Maybe he wouldn't understand everything I'm feeling. You'd kill Grayson. I would kill Grayson, and I feel terrible because I love Grayson. <laughs> it's not a happy decision, but <sighs> you have a type. I have a type. I have a book boy type, and Wrath and Khalid, they are, they are a simmering fire that I'd happily that throw burns in your into. loins. <laughs> <laughs> and Grayson, I mean Grayson. Kind of is that type as well, but he's just, while Wrath and Khalid are hot, Grayson's more icy. Mm. And I'd prefer the heat over the cold in that sense. In terms of passion. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, should I do the same one? Yes. Ooh. Ooh, that one. Yeah, it's not so easy to choose who the fuck is it. (laughs) I'd fuck Wrath. Would I? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, okay, yeah, I'd fuck Wrath. Um, oh, but who would I marry? I'd actually marry Grayson and kill Khalid. Would you only marry Grayson for the paycheck, though? The no, money? actually. Oh! Um, I feel like with Grayson, it would... I like, th- I like that he has a softer side. Mm. Right? So, like, when he... With his, like, photography, like, you think, like, oh, he's just this businessman who does deals and doesn't, you know, doesn't like to go out of his comfort, but he has, like, that little soft side, and I feel like I'd really like that, and, like, I know he can take care of me, because he can take care of himself, so, yeah. Well, I'm sad about Khalid. I, I, I would kill Khalid. I just, I, I mean, he's attractive, no doubt. But I, that's my decision. Don't worry, I'll only cry for three hours. No, <laughs> All right, let's do your top three, though. My top? Oh, no. Yeah. Who <laughs> would you fuck, marry, and kill? And marry Park. I can't, I can't, I can't kill him. I can't. You could never kill Park, no. I don't, I feel bad fucking him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so, he's just a bit Eleanor. But I can't fuck Adrian. Can I? like james is definitely more of the fling but i can't kill adrian it's too cruel 
fuck Adrian and kill Jameson. It's okay. I forgive you. No, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'd, I'd, I think I would, I'd marry Park. I'd fuck Adrian. I'd kill Jameson. Yeah. I can't, I can't really kill a nice guy. I can't. Not to say that Jameson isn't nice, but. He's more of a bad boy. He's more. He's a, he's a little more distant. Yeah, emotionally. he's he's short term. Like he's he always kind of has a different priority. Yeah. Not to say that the priority always has to be me. Not saying that, but he loses himself to his focus. Yeah. Oh, that one hurt. That one hurt. That one. Uh, that, that one was unexpectedly painful. Okay. Now let's do the crows from Six of Crows. Ooh, so let's do all the boys. Let's do all the boys. Yeah. So Jesper, Matthias, and Cass. Ooh. Okay. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. You go. You go. You go. I did first last time. You go. Uh, uh-huh. I would marry Matthias. I feel like he'd be a good long-term guy. Like Matthias is loyal and he's open with his heart but he's not so buried in his own convictions that he's not willing to have an open mind mm-hmm. which i think is good for a relationship i would i mean i'd want to fuck kaz but again i just think he'd kill me <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think kaz would like me i think i'd be a nuisance to him yeah. And so he tried to find a clever way to just, just murk me. <laughs> and so it's like, I want to play with the danger a little bit, but just spare my own life. I'm going to fuck Jesper and mm. I'm going to kill Kaz. Again, I would love to fuck Kaz. I think he's a baddie. I just don't know if I'm bad enough for him. Or good enough like an edge. Oh, that's true. Well, I don't know if I can say I'm good enough. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I don't know. Same, though. For Actually, for similar reasons. Marry Matthias. Kill Kaz. Fuck Jesper. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. One, two, three. Any particular mm-hmm. reasons? I feel like Matthias will also just be, like, the one to fuck for the rest of your life. He's, like, the largest one. <laughs> Large how? <laughs> What's he hiding underneath that cloak? Is that a knife or you just have to see me? (laughs) Yeah. Now let's do the ladies from the crows. From Six of Crows. So Inej, Nina, and then Wyland. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do Zoya. Oh. Since she's both in Shadow and Bone. And Six and... Well, Crooked Kingdom, but I didn't know if that was a spoiler. That's why I hesitated. But this is filled with spoilers. Yeah, here we are. Spoiler alert. Mary, Nedge, fuck Zoya, kill Nina. Precisely. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Zoya, again, like, she kind of has daddy energy. Yeah, (laughs) she does. (laughs) That's very fuckable. (laughs) Um, She is electric in bed. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I just can't kill Inej. I think that if there's just ever going to be an option of marriage and Inej, I think I'm going to choose to marry Inej. I, I don't think... Really? It's going to be really hard to deter me with that. Okay. 
Well, well, obviously if it's like Wrath or Kaleen, but <laughs> I was, I was literally well, gonna put them. I, was I like, mean, like generally, it's ooh. never gonna be a bad idea to me mm. to marry Nish. Yeah. Okay. Shadow and Bone theme. Okay. Fuck Mary, kill. Alina, the Darkling, or Mal. Fuck the Darkling, marry Alina, kill Mal. Precisely my <laughs> same. <laughs> Look, the Darkling. Is he a villain? Yes. Villains are right to fuck, okay? But, One time like, thing. you gotta fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, in real life, I would never, ever, ever go near the Darkling, right? I have morals. <laughs> but in a book, in a fantasy, you know, I would dabble. That with the war room scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ben Barnes also is very attractive in the show. True. You know, so double reasons to fuck him. Exactly. And I would kill Mal simply because I just don't feel quite passionately about Mal. And I feel like passion is important in either a fuck or a marriage. Yeah. And Mal, I don't think, would give me that. Thank you so much for joining us for our special 25th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. We hope that you liked today's episode. And thank you guys so much for your love, listens, and support. We can't wait to explore more book worlds with you guys. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to like and subscribe and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. And And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh, happens. If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 25th episode of Kiwi and the Bird, Book Nerds in Session. I'm Taylor. I'm Kami. And in this episode, we're going to celebrate our 25th episode by going over the last... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> 25th episode. <laughs> Sorry. Would I go off script, man? It's scary. It's scary out here. <laughs> that was on script. But it felt different. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why was I like, and who we fuck? Who we fuck? <laughs> like, bro, like, like, I was ready to fuck right there. <laughs> the way I said that. I don't really know cars. Someone's like, ooh, that's a Nissan Prius. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, was that a Mars rover? It's <laughs> <laughs> a total asshole. You know, it takes a lot to be a jerk. Because sometimes, like, you can be a jerk, but maybe you're a funny jerk. And so it's like, <laughs> that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacob isn't even funny. He's just no. a huge punk. This may be weird to say, but I feel like she'd be a good fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see it, though. <laughs> like, she'd be attentive and yet, like, commanding. <laughs> Let me just throw this one to you, okay? You're gonna hate me for this. No. Let's do Khalid, Wrath, and Jem. Kami, no! <laughs> Kami, no! No. Kami! Oh, okay. I think I got it. Are you gonna kill Jem? I, I, Kami, I can never kill Jem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if you're going to marry 
a prince of hell, he has to be interested in you. You have to fascinate him in some way. I don't think I'd fascinate (laughs) Brad. I think he'd be like, you're annoying as hell, you know? I'd rather suffer the seven circles than spend another minute with you. I'd rather swallow brimstone than even think of kissing you. So I'd be like, okay, I got it. Yeah. Fuck Adrian in the sentinel suit. (laughs) Specifically in the suit. I mean, any time, really. But like, you know, maybe. Particularly in the suit. Yeah. (laughs) Look, the thing with Edward is this. A lot of people love Edward. Right. My sister loves Edward. Ever since I was a kid, I was never the biggest fan of Edward. Edward's kind of, to me, like a piece of toast without butter. That's still kind of good, though. Without butter? I can eat it. But Tariq... Tariq is like... The cake you only get at your birthday. Oh. So I'm like, do I choose toast without butter or my birthday cake? (laughs) (laughs) My mythology teacher told me a story. Well, not just me. He told the whole class. Probably for like a half hour. About how his son was having a tantrum. And so he broke his son like you do a wild horse. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I was Katie Gaby. He was talking about how... Because like to break a wild horse, it's a tough process. And so with his son, his son was just screaming and crying. And so he just locked his son in his arms and held that child for like an hour. And then he's like, and then his cry subsided and we were okay. And I was like, did you just tame your son? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just want to learn about what the fuck Zeus is doing. I did not sign up for this class to hear about weird child discipline. (laughs) If ever you're relating your child and your discipline of them to a horse. An animal. Maybe it's not right. My English teacher told me about how while performing a magic trick in a theater, he accidentally set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He did share some tea with you. That's blueberry tea. Oh, Blueberry, though. Ew. Actually, I really, I don't like tea with, like, sweeteners. Oh. I just like the natural taste. Mm. Um, and blueberry is a good one. I don't think I like tea. Every time I drink it, I don't like it. (laughs) It's because tea doesn't have enough of a flavor. It's like Mm. Springfield. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Rose hips. What the fuck are those? (laughs) Rose hips. Maybe? Lavender. Tastes like soap. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's like passion fruit. Diluted. (laughs) Diluted. I say this with every ounce I have. What the fuck? Yeah. But I had to lubricate. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> I, then I rate it, right? And we record an episode or whatever. But then sometimes months pass and I look back and I'm like, wow, that book, you know, da, 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 da. and you know, like the general idea of it is great. So I'm like, did I read it wrong? But I'm like, no, because in the moment when I was reading it, I was not having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I see that. I see that. It's like I romanticize the books I've read in the past. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) I need a second. I tried to do it when you took a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Those 
tone really well. <laughs> okay. I was like, go now! Go now! <laughs> um. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I waited. It's okay, I waited. I'm so sorry. I tried to control it. I can't really fast. That's what she said. So sorry. Are stones cold? People always say stone cold, but I don't think I've met a cold stone. Except for the ice cream shop. <laughs> Actually, I guess at Cold Stone, they do have cold stones to make the ice cream. <laughs> that made me lightheaded right now. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. That took so much of my breath away. I was literally like, whoa. I feel like I'm trying. Second like try? Kind of hot. Look at Would us. you rather be sexy like us <laughs> or dumb like someone else <laughs> like us when we try to go off script, bitch? <laughs> I think I'd do the same. I think I'd fuck Dumbledore. <laughs> You'd fuck Dumbledore? Oh, sorry. Marry Dumbledore. Fuck Voldemort. Just to say like, oh, I've been with the dark one. <laughs> <laughs> He has quite a wand. <laughs> he expelliarmist. <laughs> that one's a little gross, sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I just got it! <laughs> now, would you fuck, marry, kill Hagrid? No. <laughs> um, Bellatrix Lestrange. Or... Arthur Weasley. <laughs> Mary Arthur Weasley. Fuck Hagrid, kill Bellatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I would... I would marry Hagrid. Then I would... I'd fuck Arthur Weasley. <laughs> I, I, okay, I guess I'd, I'd fuck him. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> I'm your mom now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like how confused you sounded with your own decision. I'd fuck Arthur Weasley. It's just, it's never something I thought I'd say. You know? <laughs> Mary Draco, fuck Lockhart, kill Snape. Oh, you wouldn't fuck Snape? <laughs> <laughs> what if you could get extra points for your house, though? 20 points to Ravenclaw. What if he was only, like, three points to Slytherin? Like, I'm all three? I don't know. At least with Snape, like, he can get into your mind and put, like, images in your head. <laughs> He's like, want to see me with abs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd do the same. Well, would I fuck Snape? <laughs> I mean... Always. Always. I think I'd fuck Snape. Yeah. You'd be like, put on this red wig. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) We're role playing? Now, who would you fuck me or kill? (laughs) Dumbledore? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Voldemort? Or Mad-Eye Moody? Moody? Oh no. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Mary Dumbledore. You want to fuck Tom Riddle, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. With Mad Eye, I feel like he'd just be like constant vigilance the whole time. <laughs> I don't think I can deal with that.